Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go! Welcome into another edition of the PHNX D-Backs podcast. And this is the official podcast of all games now happening in Chicago because good things happen for this team <laughs> in Chicago. Uh, my name, of course, is Derek Montilla. I am your mayor of PHNX. This is my vice mayor. Uh, and his name is occasionally known uh, as Jesse Friedman. He's also your my thunder name stick. is occasionally your known Your main name Friedman. is occasionally known as uh, Jesse Friedman. Sometimes it's uh, that guy from TV, you know, that kind of thing. Right, but right. Uh, welcome in to a special episode of this show once again covering the diamondbacks win against the chicago white Sox. they secure the series win now with two victories over the white Sox in chicago and honestly i think uh big the big story today was brandon fought and how good he looked out there yeah. obviously just absolutely clutch when the diamondbacks needed him yeah and and i mean it was a similar story in in one of the games against the cubs right not that long ago uh yeah. brandon fought was really good in in that game as well his final line today five and two thirds innings five hits no runs no walks eight strikeouts he has one walk in his last three starts at this point he just like doesn't walk guys it's that's crazy. just kind of what what brandon fought does at this point he throws strikes and you know he makes guys earn it and you know sometimes they do uh, we Sometimes saw that. I do. We saw that in his last <laughs> outing against the New York Yankees. It was not pretty at times. Uh, Aaron Judge obviously, uh, obviously got him a couple times. But yeah. yeah, a great outing for Brandon Fodd on a day where the Diamondbacks' offense, frankly, didn't do that much. Uh, but they, you know, they they did enough to to win this game three to nothing. Uh, you know, and I think the the big thing here is that Brandon fought. Of course, we know it's been the inconsistency, right? Uh, I think it's the fact that there is a lot, you know, that that is uh, that is on this game. Uh, he, the the Diamondbacks have kind of folded under the pressure at times, and this feels like a step in the right direction when there is, you know, obviously not a. A, a fantastic team that they're playing on the other side of the diamond. But not fantastic. Not, no. not fantastic at all. But <laughs> when Andrew Vaughn is your three hitter and Eloy Jimenez <laughs> is batting cleanup and everyone else has an OPS under 700, I think that's literally true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is not a great White Sox lineup. But yeah, uh, yeah Brandon Fott did what you're supposed to do to teams like the White Sox, yeah. right? And and the D backs bullpen followed through and, and did the same thing. His changeup looked great today possibly the best it's ever looked i i think so yeah he threw 12 of them so it wasn't like he was throwing it a ton but against lefties brandon fought's change up is is a really key weapon for him and at times it just hasn't really been there we've yeah. seen him basically ditch the change up for entire starts at times but it looked really good today he got five whiffs on the pitch he got some soft contact on the pitch as well 
if that continues to develop and and continues to be a weapon for him against lefties, that's that's a huge development for for Brandon Fodd and the Diamondbacks moving forward. I think the big thing here was he wasn't throwing his fastball right down the middle of the plate. He wasn't, you know, he he had he he still wasn't great with it but i mean his command was much better than it's been yeah yeah there were some misses uh down the middle for sure uh that white Sox hitters didn't take advantage of they did not uh you're gonna get away with a little bit more against this team than you're gonna get away with against other teams but yeah it wasn't so incredibly one-dimensional he was still you know his sweeper was good as usual Mm -hmm. the change up like we said uh was also good the sinker has turned into kind of a nice weapon for him in tandem with the four seam fastball just gives hitters a little bit of a different look and at this point i mean brandon fought i think you've got your number three starter in in a postseason series dare i say if if the diamondbacks get there if they wind up having a need for that That's... it's hard to argue that brandon fought wouldn't be that guy and he could be he could be the diamondback starter in game one uh if they make if they do in fact make the wild card round he lines up to be that guy right now and you know based on how he looked in this game it's I mean, I don't know who else on this team wouldn't be, you know, would be more deserving of that opportunity than fought in a situation where neither Zach Gallen nor Merrill Kelly is available. Yeah, uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks did designate pitcher Zach Davies for assignment, which we will talk about here shortly. But that obviously impacts the rest of the season just as far as the fact that they are kind of already short on starting pitching. Yeah. Uh, and of course, like I said, we'll have more on that, but you know, the, the one thing about fought today was uh, y- you could, you could argue that maybe, maybe you could have let him go a little bit longer uh, just because the bullpen has been utilized a lot and will be, you know, will continue to be utilized from this point going forward. But uh, you know, again, I, I think that you could also argue that Tory did take him out at the right time. Right when potentially things could have turned on him a, a bit, uh, he almost made it through six. He goes five and two thirds, gives up five hits, no runs, no walks, uh, and eight strikeouts. And of course, uh, you can't ask for more out of starting pitching when it comes to young Brandon Fought in his development. And he is our king snake of this one for coming out there and putting zeros up on the board against the Chicago White Sox. Just an outstanding outing for the youngster. Yeah, I wouldn't have felt right to, you know, we thought about giving the King Snake to Corbin Carroll, who had, you know, kind of the big hit offensively for the D-backs in this game. But yeah, I mean, the D-backs won this game primarily because of Brandon Fott and, yeah. and what they gave them. You know, most of the time scoring three runs in a nine inning game is not going to get you a win, but it did because of how good Brandon Fott was in this game. And I mean, yeah, if you look at at Fott and, and the second half of the season that he's had, he was called back up. Uh, from the minors on on July 22nd. So he spent essentially his entire second half of the season uh, in the majors. That's 13 games, 12 starts in that span. He posted a 4.22 ERA with a 1-2-4 whip. Those aren't frontline starter type numbers, but they're serviceable starter type numbers, right? right? They're basically league average, maybe even a tick above league average for a starting pitcher. You know, if Brandon Fott comes out next year, and and is the pitcher that he was over the second half for the Diamondbacks. I mean, that puts them in that puts them in a really good position. Uh, the Diamondbacks offense, speaking of which, went one, two, three, five times in this game and sent the minimum to the plate in the seventh inning. But they did score in the third inning, like you said. As long Cor- as you string all the hits just, together, it works just, out pretty well. They just well. got to be all in the <laughs> same vicinity of each other, perhaps the same inning. Uh, and and that's the reason why I think Fott deserves the credit 
for this win. I mean, obviously being able to hold this White Sox team that isn't very good uh, to no runs isn't that impressive of a feat, but still there's a lot on the line for the Arizona Diamondbacks right now. So I think uh, to be able to kind of step up in this situation and give them such a good outing was very encouraging as far as Brandon Fott goes. And then as far as the offense goes, you know, you 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 would like to see more. You would like to see more than that, you know, third inning where uh, Jace Peterson singles, Perdomo walks, Corbin uh, hits a two-run double that scores two of the runs, Coral that Corbel that Corbin then eventually scores <laughs> on a Tommy Pham RBI single in that same inning. That's did that was the whole offense. And like you said, in a lot of games, that's not going to be typically enough to secure a victory, no. especially with the way things have been going for the Diamondbacks lately. The bullpen, however, continues to hold things down. So as much as we want to give credit where credit is due to Brandon Fott, the combo of Andrew Saulfrank and Ryan Thompson just continues to be very very good for the D-backs. They have a lot. They've allowed a combined one earned run in twenty-one and two-thirds innings since becoming part of this team. And just as just as everyone just expected, as you, you expected, know, that, that's right. usually the way it goes when uh, you know two guys are, are pitching in the minors and then you bring them <laughs> up in the middle of a pennant chase and ask them to pitch high leverage innings. Usually, yeah. they they that's post, when they know, lock a, in and become sub zero point five ERA uh-huh. combined or, or whatever that is. Well, and I mean, we we talked about it with Thompson. I mean, he struggled, but his struggles weren't significant. You could say yeah. his ERA was very high. Uh, his his sample size was small, but still, like he only really had two games this season where he gave up a lot of runs, and that was enough to really just send his ERA skyrocketing. But since he's become a part of this team, he's only allowed one earned run himself, and that filthy, filthy Saul Frank has given up no earned <laughs> runs. That man, uh, I don't understand how somebody you know, like you said, that's been called up from the minor leagues that wasn't expected. Yeah, it's just. It's never who you expect it to be, and that's why baseball is the way it is, right? You you can yeah. be a top prospect. You can be uh, one of the best players in, in the perfect game and in all the stuff in, in the minors, and you can do everything. And then somehow it doesn't translate to a major league level, and yet there are other guys that don't look very good in any of those other levels that come up to be just absolute studs at a major league level. I mean, we talked about the hitting when it comes to the Diamondbacks and how frustrating it is that guys like McCarthy and Kyle Lewis and and so and and Pavin Smith who continues to just yeah, absolutely rake in the PCL doesn't translate. It just doesn't yeah. translate, right? But whatever Saul Frank is doing, keep doing it because uh, today was today was impressive. Like he's had some good outings, but his curveball today looked very very good. Yeah, it, it really did. And I mean, in some ways, it's kind of baffling the the success that Thompson and Saul Frank have had given uh, that they really haven't struck out that many guys. I yeah. think Saul Frank has six strikeouts in nine and two thirds, I want to say. Thompson has eight and 12 innings. It's exactly what so, I want out of my relievers. I don't want strikeouts. Yeah. I want ground balls. I want fly <laughs> balls. I want boring baseball. I want you to not even remember what happened in the sixth, seventh, and eighth inning because it was so boring. And it was just, <laughs> I don't know, that some reliever came out and got a bunch of guys out. No, Nobody got a hit, and that's what happened. Like That's yeah. kind of what they are. We've we've said it about the bullpen. It's It's been too exciting all year long. You never know what you're going to get. You never know what you're going to get out of the guy closing the game when they were doing the closer by committee. You didn't even know what you were going to get sometimes out of a guy that pitched out of his mind three days ago that comes in today to relieve and all of a sudden can't figure out how to hit the strike zone or, you know, whatever it was. It was frustrating because, you know, you weren't having this kind of consistency that Saul Frank and Thompson are providing now out of anybody else this season. You factor in Paul Seawald, you factor in how good maybe Kevin Ginkle. He's maybe the one guy that 
deserves that credit for being consistent, fairly fairly consistent over right. the season. Um, but this bullpen just looks completely different. I've had people ask me now, like, what what is this Diamondbacks team? Are they gonna like? Are they gonna be something special in the playoffs? And I I still don't think we know because so many component components of this team right now that are performing well that are that are contributing to this team's success are still fairly new so we don't know That's if this true. is like a lasting thing or if this is just kind of like you know almost what we saw with ryan nelson and and dre jameson last year where they came up and were so good and we couldn't really explain it other than like hey maybe it's just maybe it's just you know that extra oomph you get from being at the major league level mixed with a lack of a scouting report on you. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, especially the bullpen of this Diamondbacks team is kind of difficult to evaluate right now because yeah. not that long ago, the bullpen was the worst thing about this team. And yeah. I don't think it was even close, right? It was clearly the biggest weakness, the biggest flaw that they had. And now at this point, I mean, not only do you have Thompson and Saul Frank doing what they're doing, you know, Kevin Ginkle being one of the better relievers in the National League, despite what happened the other day in New York, you know, Paul Seawald locking down that ninth inning, even though it hasn't always been pretty. And even some of the other guys like Miguel Castro has actually pitched pretty well lately. Yeah. Luis Frias, you know, came in and, and got a big out in this game when there was a runner at second. Uh, that was, uh, you know, the runner that the Brandon fought left aboard there in the sixth inning. Frias has looked pretty good. So they're like, there's some actual depth here suddenly to, to the bullpen. And of course, that's that's a, a fickle thing. I mean, you know, sure. one week the bullpen looks great. Uh, the next week it's it, you know, maybe it becomes the, the Diamondbacks biggest weakness again. But it's especially here in the month of September. It's been one of the best things about the Diamondbacks that late in games, yeah. you know, you have a three run lead uh, here today against the the White Sox. And that lead was never really in serious uh peril like it i mean it was fairly clean there were a couple hits here and there yeah. but by and large it was a pretty clean finish for this diamondbacks bullpen you could almost say paul seawald in the bottom of the ninth was maybe the the closest it came yeah when and i mean it was a it was a position. two out double yeah yeah i mean a three in a three run game right that's not uh, D-backs fans have been through much worse. <laughs> <laughs> We've been through that much, much worse just in the month of September. You kidding me? But yeah, no, I mean, uh, you're right. Uh, you you could say what you will. Uh, you, you, you know, again, you kind of want to reserve judgment. You want to remain cautiously optimistic about some of these guys, but it's still a small sample size. But now we're to the point now, especially like, you know, Ryan Thompson, we saw him give up a run and we were fine. We were like, Oh, there it is. You know, like, Oh, that's now it's going to start happening. Off, yep. right? And here he comes <laughs> out here and is scoreless once again. Uh, and, and again, that one run in the entire month of September, now that we are sitting here on September 27th is pretty impressive. Uh, and I mean, he did join the team at the end of August and I think he had some, some, yeah. some games in August. So, so like Frank joined on like September 4th, I think. So yeah. those guys have been really important parts of this bullpen for basically an entire month. And, you know, if the D-backs do, in fact, make the postseason, they're probably going to be getting big outs in the playoffs, too. It's crazy how much can change in a one-month span. It's wild. And like you said, Brandon Fott, very much in line right now to be the starting pitcher uh, should the Diamondbacks make the playoffs and go on to that wild card round. So, uh, it'd be I mean, it'd be a bold move, right? You know, imagining game one in, in Philadelphia, wherever it winds up being, and Brandon Fott is, is your guy, you know? It'd be a bold move. You know, maybe the D-backs would do a bullpen game, sort of a setup where they, 
you know, maybe they don't have fought face the top of the lineup, like, you know, get past Schwarber and, and Harper and, you know, some of the tough lefties. And I don't know what lefty, though, you have from the bullpen, like open that game if they were to go that route. Uh, but these are, you know, these are the big questions that we'll get into here potentially in the next few days if, if the Diamondbacks are able to are able to clinch. And, uh, you know, it, we still don't know if they were to clinch, whether it would be the Phillies or the Brewers in, in the first round. So we'll have to see how things pan out. Things are looking good right now. And, uh, of course, we thank you guys for being here in the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, make sure to do so now. Smash that like button. Uh, do, do like Gabby says here. Can we get Gabby up there? Drop a like. Just drop a like, yo. Uh, and also, uh, make sure to sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. If you're listening on the audio podcasting side, we always appreciate you guys here as well. Make sure to leave us a review. We always appreciate that feedback. Uh, and make sure to subscribe there also. Uh, and if you're looking to watch all of the Diamondbacks games, if you're looking to watch all sports, you can do so with Fubo TV. You can watch 140-plus live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. And, of course, you can watch the most Arizona sports for the lowest price. Start watching immediately with a free trial. And then if you want to sign up, there's no contract, no cable, no hassle. Uh, you just sign up and start watching, and you'll get a thousand hours of cloud dvr storage included at no extra charge uh got nfl season coming up got all sorts of wonderful college football games of course uh big big playoffs here coming up for the mlb season so watch all of your favorite uh playoffs college football and nfl with fubo go to fubotv.com slash phnx to sign up for 15 percent off your first month of fubo pro uh, and also you know, as we say around here, remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's more fun when you bet on it. Make sure to do that over at BetMGM Sportsbook. You can wager through their Sportsbook mobile application, and you will get some free money for doing so. All you have to do is download the BetMGM Sportsbook app and sign up with our code of PHNX. Deposit at least $10 into your newly created account and wager that amount of at least $10 at a standard odds price. Once you've placed the qualifying bet, you will receive $200 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your wager uh, i know of course like i've talked about lots i am a same game parlay guy so when it comes to these late season games with zach gallon and merrill kelly on the mound you know you know i'm parlaying in there for for some strikeouts you know i'm going for like i'll, I'll do the minimum you know like i'll do the minimum I, I don't need to go out there and and expect merrill kelly to get nine strikeouts i just need like four out of him right whatever whatever bet mgm sportsbook provides me with i will do that and i will just string together nine legs of uh maybe what you would call a cowardly parlay but i'll win most of the time and you can too over at the bet mgm sportsbook app so uh use our bonus code again phnx when you sign up place your fir first bet mgm sportsbook wager through bet mgm sportsbook mobile application of at least ten dollars you'll receive two hundred dollars instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome check out the show notes for full details and now listen to our missing Shane uh, to talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Well, the big news for the Arizona Diamondbacks and their starting rotation is that they announced before today's game that Zach Davies has been designated for assignment. The corresponding move is they have recalled Justin Martinez 
from AAA Reno. But this is a, a big deal because we know Zach Davies yeah. obviously had a terrible outing yesterday. Uh, we kind of talked about hypothetically if he would get another start this season if we would see him again this season if you know obviously we could just could have discussed if we would have even seen him in the playoffs should he have remained on this you know uh, roster but now with Davies gone the Diamondbacks really do have two starting rotation spots that they don't have starting pitchers for really right I mean uh, obviously (laughs) it it feels like Ryan (laughs) Nelson is going to be the move there based on what they did the other day and he would be on the same number days of rest but uh yeah, Ryan Nelson. I mean, what what are they gonna do? In in that last game, in a, yeah. in a game one sixty two. Yeah, yeah game I think I think if if it if that game matters as we talked about yesterday, I suspect it would be a it would be a bullpen game where Ryan Nelson is probably your bulk guy. Mm-hmm. And he did look really good in that role yesterday. We talked about how how great he was in that in that Tuesday game here against the White Sox. So you know, if if that game does matter, you don't necessarily feel great about Ryan Nelson uh, being in that spot, just given the struggles that that he's had this year. But he's probably the the best option they have. And again, like I said yesterday, if you're the Diamondbacks, your hope is probably just that that last game doesn't matter, and you don't sure. have to worry about that. And you know, you can just let some of your lower leverage guys take those innings. Well, per John Gambadoro, the D-backs will turn to a bullpen game for the series finale tomorrow. Uh, and then, like you said, hopefully that game won't matter. Uh, we know we're going to see uh, Zach and and Merrill right in the in the final two days. Yeah, there. Zach is lined up for Friday. Merrill is, is lined up for Saturday. Uh, I mean, there is, I still think, a possibility where I mean, technically the Diamondbacks could clinch this thing tomorrow. Mathematically, it's possible. It would involve the Marlins losing both of their doubleheader games today. I know people in the chat have been talking about the Marlins are currently trailing in that game. I love to hear it. Um, and, but the it. Marlins would also have to lose tomorrow and the Diamondbacks would have to win tomorrow. So unless all of those things happen, this is at least going to bleed somewhat into the Astros series and you're going to have to have gallons start the first game. Uh, but, you know, maybe if the D-backs are able to clinch by Friday, I think Gambo also tweeted this out, something that, that we've talked about, something we suspected the D-backs would save Merrill Kelly to start game one of the wild card of the wild card round. And then Zach Gallon would be able to pitch game two and then you could kind of piece things together from there. So. Uh, yeah, we'll just have to see how if the D-backs so, are able to do this, how quickly are they able to pull it off? If that were the case, would they just essentially finish up the season with two bullpen starts? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> would Brandon Fott then pitch at the end of the regular season? How? I mean, Brandon Fott pitched today, so he doesn't. He would be on short rest if he pitched again this season, right? And I assume they want to keep him. Like, I don't think available to, for that. That yeah. he's got to be one of the three starting pitchers in that series right. against the Phillies, right? Or so, whoever they play. Yeah, I, I mean, you can't you can't do Gallon and Merrill and then like right. bullpen game, you know, anything else. So. Uh, at least not like long term in the playoffs. You could do Gallon and Merrill, and then one bullpen game in the playoffs in, in the wild card round, theoretically. But uh, yeah, it would be interesting if that. the D-backs were to push Merrill off to start Game One of the wild card round. Like, how what exactly would those last two games look like? Like, even if the games don't matter, you still have to have someone pitch, unless you're gonna have Sebi Zavala go out there for 18 innings or something. Uh, which I I don't think that's gonna happen. So. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what the D-backs do. They do have, you know, some fresh arms in the bullpen right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, those arms will become a little bit less fresh tomorrow uh, with Jarvis. the bullpen game that they have. I think Bryce Jarvis will, uh, you know, he's definitely a candidate to, to give you two or three innings in that game. 
But yeah, you know, uh, like everything else right now, I guess the D-backs just sort of cross the bridge when when they get there. Joe Mantiply hasn't thrown since September 22nd. Yeah. Um, so could he get a, a bulk of work, like more than just one inning I potentially think he could, with he the rest? Give two. He could okay. probably give two innings tomorrow. Um, the D-backs bullpen is is pretty fresh overall right now. Yeah. You might still want to stay away from Kevin Ginkle because he, you know, he threw 58 pitches in a, in a two-game span and you know, didn't look good in, in that second game that he pitched in New York. And he talked after that game about being sore going in and how he didn't really feel a hundred percent kind of sounds like maybe the D backs uh, shouldn't have used him in, in that situation given how he was feeling. But yeah, outside of him, uh, Ryan Thompson has pitched in three of the last four at this point. So maybe the D backs would stay away from him tomorrow. But beyond that, pretty much everyone should be available in that bullpen game. Uh, so, yeah, maybe they're able to get out of it and, you know, still have a good number of arms ready for the weekend. Going back to Zach Davies being designated for assignment, obviously a big part of this isn't just their reaction to his out outing yesterday. I know that's yeah, that's kind of maybe the straw a little bit, but I feel like this was a more strategic move that they had planned out prior to his bad outing. Like if he doesn't have a good outing, we aren't going to utilize him in the playoffs and we aren't going to, you know, bring him back. So we might as well free up uh you know like a potential roster spot for when the playoffs yeah. for when they have to cut down their roster so that they so the decision is a little bit easier i mean yeah i if mean you're, if you're not going to use him then he's on the roster then i mean what's the point kind of right 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 yeah i mean davies as we talked about yesterday would have lined up to pitch in one in game 162 and i think the d-backs reached a point where it was clear they weren't going to let that happen. Right. They just weren't going to let Zach Davies pitch in that game if it mattered. Uh, I mean, you look at Davies' last four starts. It wasn't just that game yesterday, right? Three innings, eight hits, four runs yesterday. But the start prior to that against uh, the Chicago Cubs, four innings, five hits, three runs. Start prior to that against the Mets, four innings, four hits, three runs. And then before that against uh, a, you know a subpar Rockies offense at home at Chase Field, three innings, six hits, five runs. So he's been, I mean, this is four consecutive starts at this point where Zach Davies has not only been, you know, clipped pretty early in the game, mm -hmm. but has just not been very effective. Uh, and somehow the D-backs have won. I'm pretty sure all of those games, if I'm not mistaken, because Davies has just gotten crazy, crazy amounts of run, run support, support yeah. uh, this month. But The uh, opposite of Brandon fought, as we saw today. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, once you came to the conclusion that you weren't willing to you know, ride it out with him in game 162. Right. And you probably weren't going to use him in big moments in the postseason. Then you might as well, you know, I don't know if Justin Martinez necessarily has, you know, a high leverage role waiting for him or anything. Sure. But he's at least an arm who can give you some length and who can pitch over the next few days. Whereas Davies obviously, you know, wouldn't have lined up to pitch again until the final day of the season. I feel like that was more of the reason too, isn't necessarily for Justin Martinez in the postseason as much as it's him helping the Diamondbacks get through these yes. bullpen starts that essentially they see coming up on their schedule. This team is not afraid to part ways with veterans that have big contracts on this team or not even big contracts, yeah. but just guys that uh, have been a part of this team that haven't performed well, but typically in the past uh, due to necessity or due to like Madison Bumgarner's case due to his size of his contract and the and and how important he is to the franchise they weren't willing to really part ways you know the way that they've kind of cut guys this season yeah and i have lindsey smith over here giggling about me saying doo-doo so 
that's something you guys needed to know was going on in the background. Uh, but yes, uh, April 20th, they DFA Madison Bumgarner, much, much to our surprise. And honestly, the, these other guys, I think would have been very, very surprising had the Diamondbacks not done the Madison Bumgarner move. I felt like after that, yeah, all bets were off. If you weren't contributing to this team any longer, they weren't going to be able to keep you on the roster. Carson Kelly, DFA'd on August 13th. Nick Ahmed on September 7th, and now Zach Davies on September 27th. And to be honest, uh, the, the the Diamondbacks have continued to improve when you know when they when they've moved on. And it's not like it's not huge improvements, but it, it really is one of those things that they have so much young talent within their organization ready to go that they might as well get the get get them then their experience in this game started and them contributing rather than continue to let a guy that has consistently shown that they're not performing at the same level they once did, yeah. you know, have, have that roster spot. I mean, Madison Bumgarner, right? He only got four starts this year, but he was 0-3 with a 10-2-6 ERA. The D-backs just didn't really have much of a choice at that point, right, with how many young arms they had who were all still healthy at the time. It just didn't make sense to, to keep giving Bumgarner the ball. Uh, you know, you move forward to... Uh, Nick Ahmed, who, of course, that just happened a few weeks ago. That's the one out of these four veteran DFA moves that I think could be questioned maybe to, to some degree. Uh, Jordan Lawler has has had his struggles. Yeah. And, you know, Nick Ahmed has some experience. And maybe you trust him defensively a little bit more sure. in, in big moments. Um, and it's not like Lawler has been producing in a way that makes you, like, in, in one way or another. Like, he's had some great defensive plays. And his arm... Yeah is so strong that even when he makes minor mistakes, he can still make up with it with strong throws. But, uh, and, and again, he's, he's made some amazing defensive plays already, but we saw that on Nick. Nick was able to make some very, very good defensive plays consistently. And, and at times his bat was better, right. Than, than Jordan's has been. Yeah. I mean, neither of them have, have hit much, frankly. I mean, I sure. guess there's not a huge difference there, but yeah, maybe the experience I mean, is, is, is yeah, definitely like a benefit. maybe at this point, the D-backs wouldn't hate to have Nick Ahmed's glove on the roster. I don't know uh, that that's, that was the decision they made. And I think we all still understand why they made it. Uh, Carson Kelly, he just, just really struggled this year offensively yeah. and defensively. There was just such a huge gap between him and Gabby Moreno. It just didn't make sense for the D-backs to be giving Carson, you know, that degree of playing time and even, you know, him versus Jose Herrera or, or now Sebi Zavala, not necessarily a huge difference there uh, either. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, the D-backs have, have had to make some difficult decisions this year and, I think some would argue they've made those decisions a little bit later than they should have with some of these guys, but uh, they did, they did make those decisions. And I mean, there's not that many playoff contenders out there that, you know, like going into the season had four pretty key players penciled in that by the end of the year were DFA would because they just haven't just didn't perform during the season. And yeah. that's the case with all four of these guys. Um, I have no idea what's going on in the chat, but it looks like some very bad math is going on according to Mo, and I'm going to trust Mo's judgment <laughs> when it comes to that. Uh, it doesn't matter. The Diamondbacks are a wagon, right? And that's all that really matters. The Diamondbacks <laughs> are on a roll. We're a wagon, and you need this shirt in order to be a part of the wagon, to join the bandwagon, if you will, uh, because this shirt is incredible. And, uh, of course, let everybody know that you uh, rep a wagon because this team has become that i have people asking me what does it mean for the diamondbacks to be a wagon and if you're asking that then 
you you don't understand it. You don't get it. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. But you should buy the shirt anyway. It's a vibe. You should definitely <laughs> buy the shirt anyway. Maybe if you buy the shirt, you'll understand it more. But uh, it's an incredible shirt. And shout out to all snake aficionados out there. Uh, but make sure you pick up that shirt. Of course, if you have not already become a diehard, you can absolutely get that shirt for free by joining us over here and getting yourself a PHNX diehard membership. You will get a free piece of merchandise like this shirt from the PHNX locker. You also get 20% off all future purchases, get access to our members only discord lounge. You will get all sorts of benefits from our partners, uh, discounts with our partners, including a mountain Mike's gift certificate for $50. You also get a Dobson ranch ranch card and so much more. So make sure to, to sign up today. Uh, you get access to all of our content around here as well as, uh, of course members only access to uh, certain merchandise and certain events so uh, become part of the phnx family now get yourself that shirt and if you are already a diehard use your discount get yourself the wagon shirt become part of the phnx wagon that is the diamondbacks uh now let's take a look at the wild card updates no games are finalized yet but you guys were providing us with some very 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 good uh updates from did damon get it right today he did he did the thing I think he did. Proud of you, boy. Proud of you. Hats uh, off. Hats off. Hats <laughs> off to David. I just walked uh, back out of the dugout with my helmet yeah, off. He's, the crowd. He's, Thank yeah, you. he is. He's, he's parading around. Uh, I mean, honestly, man, like this, it's, it's wild because your expectations change throughout the season. Obviously, you know, looking at this record right now of 84 and 74, if you would have shown this to any of us in this room uh, at the beginning of the season – we would have been ecstatic to know that this is where the Diamondbacks were able to get to by the end of the season. So uh, they're just, it's just fun, man. It's just fun that they're here uh, ahead of schedule and that not only are they ahead of schedule, but it's not just like, Oh, Hey, it's fun to be here. We're glad we're here. Yeah. No, this team feels competitive and it feels That's like the spot that like the reds are in right now yeah. where they like, they don't really have a real great shot at actually making the postseason, but they're still in the mix. And I think a lot of fans are happy that they're still in the mix. They're playing, they're playing meaningful games. And that's what we asked for to play here at the end of the month, for sure. That's what, yeah, I think that's what a lot of Diamondbacks fans would have been happy with at the end of the season. And, and they've gotten a lot more than that for sure. But, uh, you know, there's 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 a very interesting situation developing when it comes to the Miami Marlins. Like you guys said, the the Miami Marlins uh, are playing a doubleheader, a very weird doubleheader. Yeah, today. they didn't start until I mean, this is being played on the East Coast. So they started a doubleheader at 410 local time. And then they still have a second game to play. That is TBD. That makes no sense to me. None. None Isn't at all. It? I mean, I feel like it's very standard practice in baseball. If you have a doubleheader the first game is like your standard one o'clock or noon yeah. afternoon game and then you do a nightcap at like six or seven so you have a couple hours in, in between. between this game this is gonna is have madness. to start immediately <laughs> especially if the if game one goes three hours plus right i mean yeah. you know hopefully for all involved it doesn't but we kind of hope it does i mean uh, i guess it could be and i know we're gonna we're about to get into this uh the field wasn't playable yesterday so maybe they just couldn't get the field playable earlier in the day yeah. and they couldn't start until four o'clock i guess i haven't looked into the situation yeah. maybe that's what's going on everybody there. in the chat is saying it's a straight double header that's still stupid like there again it, it, you're going to potentially start after 7 10 p.m eastern time like that's just crazy uh but that's what they chose to do and of course we are happy to have anything happen that upsets the marlins right now because they are really the team 
we are most concerned about as far as uh, impacting the Diamondbacks' playoff and it chances. Is 4-0. And they are down 4 nothing right now in Game and 1. tonight, the other thing I'll say is tonight is Johnny Cueto against Kodai Senga, which is a pretty heavy advantage for, for the Mets on yep. paper. So yeah. Well, and, and according to an article from The Athletic, the Marlins were upset about this postponement of yesterday's game. They did blame it on the Mets' grounds crew for not cov- covering the field at City Field uh, over the, what, the course of the weekend? Yeah, the problem, as Diamondbacks fans are well familiar, is that it rained a whole lot oh, yeah. in New York I remember. over the past few days. They just made us play through it. Like, and isn't the that how Diamondbacks it works? just played through it. But yeah. the problem here was that they didn't have City Field. They didn't have the tarp down at City Field like through the weekend as all the rain was falling. And so, you know, the grounds crew was out there doing their thing, doing everything they could yesterday to try to get the game playable so that they didn't have to postpone that game. And it just wasn't possible. There was just too much water already on the ground at that point yeah. from several days of torrential rain uh, in, in New York. And so, yeah, I mean, I kind of think the Marlins have a point here. Uh, I don't know exactly who in the in the Mets organization would be to blame for this, but you kind of have to know that even if your team is on the road, if you have, you know, if you're, if you're about to come home in a few days and there's this degree of rain happening in the area, you have to protect your field and make sure it's ready to go for when your team comes back and, you know, try to make those games playable at, at a key point in the season. And the Mets just the Mets just didn't didn't do that. And the Marlins were not happy about it. Marlins also had a gripe when it comes to pretty much their best pitcher in their starting rotation, right? Yeah. Braxton Garrett not being able to both start in today's game, game one of today's doubleheader. And also be available to start in game one of the to start the last game of the season. Last game of the season, which uh, because, is going to be a very, very important game for them. Yeah, the Marlins, if they are gonna make this thing, I mean, it's gonna probably come down to the last day. Yeah. So they yeah, they had Braxton Garrett lined up uh yesterday and then he would line up again to pitch in that in that game one sixty two to finish things off. And now that because that game was postponed, Braxton Garrett can't start till today, and he would have to pitch on short rest in order to pitch in in game 162. It's kind of similar to uh, Sunday's game where Zach Gallon was pitching for the Diamondbacks. If that game had been postponed, it would have messed with the D-backs alignment, not as much for the regular season, but for the playoffs. Yes, it would have yeah. made it impossible for both Zach Gallon and Merrill Kelly to make their starts in the Houston series and also start two out of the three games in the wild card round, which would have been a, a pretty disastrous outcome for them. Fortunately for the D-backs, it, it worked out. The New York grounds crew was able to make it work. The New uh, York Yankees grounds crew definitely deserved a King Snake yeah, one of those they, days from they us. Because did, not only sure. did they bust their ass to keep that field as dry as possible and used every single bag of dirt that that building held, but they still had time to fucking do the YMCA, Jesse. Just still <laughs> breaking down the YMCA. Respect. <laughs> Respect to the Yankees grounds crew. Uh, we have a couple of other fun facts, by the way. Should the Chicago Cubs win one more game, one more game is all we need from the Chicago Cubs. They will eliminate simultaneously the San Diego Padres and the San Francisco Giants from playoff contention. So that's fun. But when we talk about teams in the playoffs, we've said the Diamondbacks are the only team currently in the playoffs uh, in the National League side with a negative run differential. Well, guess what? The Diamondbacks run differential is down to negative four, and we figured out a new way to use the Mountain 500 graphic. <laughs> it's Mount plus zero. Let's go, Damon. Mount up that mountain. Let's go. Oh, oh no. It was so anticlimactic. 
Yeah. And Damon just, Damon's, just struggling back there. You know the last what? I don't blame, you know, know? <laughs> here's the thing. I don't blame Damon. Um, I blame the people that periodically clean up the files on our computer because of space. <laughs> That's what I'm going to blame. But right, you let me know when you're ready and I'll scream again. This is Mount, it's Mount Zero. It's Mount Run Differential. It it's Mount Run Differential okay, now is what it is. We're going to get up okay. Mount Run Differential. <laughs> We're going to get into the positives. Let's go. Uh, negative four. They have uh, three games, four games left. Of course, I want it to be three games, but four games left. One more with the White Sox. But the most important part here is that they have won the series against the White Sox. Uh, that's what they needed to do. Uh, they do have the lead that they need and honestly if they can complete the sweep of the white Sox, it would make things a lot easier for tori lavolo uh and and everybody in this organization as far as this final series against the astros the astros are still struggling to get wins they're still struggling for their playoff spot as well so it feels like it's going to be a very competitive series with the astros and that's not a great thing considering that they're still a very dangerous team yeah yeah i mean talking about run differentials the astros are a plus 115 uh, in a season in which they've largely over uh, underperformed, right? This mm -hmm. hasn't been like the prototypical Astros year. And yet, you know, I mean, they're, they're still out there uh, crushing opponents more often than not, even though they haven't really done that in the last few weeks. It's been a, an uncharacteristic month for the Astros as they try to, you know, find their way into the postseason. And yeah, all things are still kind of shaping up for the Astros to be a pretty desperate baseball team coming into Chase Field this weekend. So if you're the Diamondbacks, if you're able to win tomorrow, then you would put yourself in a really, really good position at that point. Uh, because, I mean, you wouldn't even necessarily have to do much against the Astros. You would just be dependent on, you know, the Marlins, like losing one more game or something at that point. Um, and, and you'd be in a really good spot. So, uh, yeah, the Astros are, I don't think the Astros are going to come into town and not have anything to play for. So for people who are hoping for that, I don't think that's going to happen. It's not going to happen. Uh, Michael in the chat says the Diamondbacks are definitely a white meat baby face. Derek, that is a pro wrestling reference. That basically, Jesse, is is you in a way. Okay, just, great. <laughs> just, just the most innocent, uh, wholesome hero that anyone could imagine, right? right. So, oh, yeah, no, I'm, that. I'm, that's Jesse's the white meat baby face mm -hmm. of this podcast for sure. Uh, Piece of Yoshi also reminds us that the Houston Astros are 47 and 30 on the road. We didn't need a reminder of that, but that's good information to have that makes me upset. Uh, you're right. It is terrifying. And he says that's terrifying. Uh, there's also chat about DFAing Damon. We won't be DFAing Damon at all. No, absolutely not. We are Damon's dogs. Straw, though. We are Damon's dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean. Damon's on. Damon's are, you know, strike one, strike two. Things happen. Damon yeah. is, you know. Yeah, Look, he, he falls behind in the count, but you know what he does. Yeah. An 0-2 count, Damon's like batting average I is 386. Yeah. I choke up a little bit. Protect he's, gonna, the he's gonna foul off a few and then work the count he might even walk when it's all said and done we've so. talked we've talked about brandon fought being clutch damon damon dog is clutch damon is absolutely clutch for our show but of course uh in all wins and all losses i'm drinking a joy bus wow wheat of course uh it is one of the finest beers that our friends at four peaks has to offer and of course you can get one of their fine beers wherever you get your beers at uh here in the valley wherever your favorites is of course a big seasonal favorite is the pumpkin porter and it is back it is pumpkin porter season back on the shelves in draft lines throughout the valley so don't miss out on pumpkin porter it'll be gone before you know it you know you know how these things go uh but make sure to visit fourpeaks.com locator to find all your favorite brewery tours and events stein holding oktoberfest and a haunted brewery tours are all right around the corner check out at four peaks brewery 
brew or at four peaks pub to keep up with the latest at arizona's hometown brewery must be 21 or older to drink four peaks please drink responsibly remember if you take the haunted brewery tour demand that they show you the the, the ghosts that make the beer and they're going to play dumb about it. They're going to be like, what are you talking about? The ghosts don't make the beer here. <laughs> and that's exactly what people that let the ghosts make the beer would say. So <laughs> don't buy that shit. But go check out the Haunted Brewery Tour, tour for sure. Uh, and also, it doesn't matter if it's fall. It doesn't matter if it's summer. It doesn't matter what time of the year. Uh, here in Arizona, you need yourself a solid pair of sunglasses uh, year-round. And you can get those premium polarized shades from our friends at Shady Rays. It's an independent sunglass company with a world-class product. And they also offer the most insane protection plan in all of eyewear their lost and broken replacement plan uh states allegedly that if you lose or break your pair even on day one they told us they will send you a brand new pair i lost mine i contacted them they said say less fam and they're sending me out a new pair uh and i appreciate that because i have not only lost one pair of sunglasses I've lost three. So I am obviously not someone that can be trusted with sunglasses. You've lost three? I've lost three pairs of sunglasses in like the last like week and a half. It's not a good week for me. But uh, (laughs) and I like one, I know where I lost. The other one, no idea. Like not even a clue where it is. Shady Rays must hate you. Shady Rays does. (laughs) You know what? It doesn't matter because they don't ask any questions. You buy your sunglasses through them. You lose them. You contact them. They'll get you your sunglasses You know they're still like this Derek guy. Yeah, he's going to put us out of business. He's full of shit, this Derek guy. But anyway. Uh, you can sh- see that's the thing. No judge. They're not judgmental like these guys are, you know, no questions asked. Or if they are, they're not going to say it to your face. Uh, you're never going to hear yeah, about right, it. Right. That's fine. That's fine. And I appreciate <laughs> that. Those that's you're the best kind of person. If you're being judgmental quietly in your own head, that's how we should all be. But uh, don't miss out on shopping the entire collection of Shady Rays at their Kierlin Commons location. And again, if you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange them for a new pair or you can return them for your money back within 30 days. No risk at all when you shop with our friends at Shady Rays. Of course, exclusively for our listeners, they are giving you the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Uh, and also go get the wagon shirt again from the phnxlocker.com. We should all we should all wear the wagon shirt. We should have like a beige out, you know, at Chase Field uh, this weekend or something. I don't know. Uh, but everybody go get yourself that wagon shirt uh, over at the phnxlocker.com. Become a diehard. You'll get it for free if you aren't already one. And if you are one, you'll get 20 percent off. So make sure to snag that shirt. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse over here is at Jesse and Friedman. Of course, the people's producer, Damon, who you can give all of your notes to, can send all of your feedback to on oh, Twitter. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Slide in the DMs and just tell me everything <laughs> that you don't like about the show. All me. of your thoughts. <laughs> I'll on work on all of it. How he's performed. Uh, maybe give him some advice on how he can, like, you know, just tune things up. Maybe just kind of figure some things out before the playoffs here because we need him running at 150% by the time the playoffs playoffs come around but he's at damon dog that's d-a-w-g of course we are damon's dogs whether he, fielding, he's not, he's fielding not complaints for the show is a is a primary part of what being our producer means it's true there's a lot of complaints to be fielded <laughs> oh and, and, and damon oh my is, god damon is all over it. it's 24 7 it's actually. really bad it's really yeah. bad and i mean obviously <laughs> it starts with my shirts and then it goes through like like without words even coming out of my mouth there's already complaints coming i've out, almost but. become like a customer server service <laughs> it's wild yeah he's <laughs> got sorts. he's got a script he says he's training other people on also how to field the calls just so well he's got the headset staff. for yeah, it right wild. i mean he's wearing he's wearing it during our show he just never takes it off <laughs> <laughs> uh 
I don't know what we were saying, but he's a Damon dog, and that's a, with a D-A-W-G there at the end. Uh, of course, our show's at PHNX underscore D-backs, but all roads do lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, we thank you guys again so much for your time. We appreciate you stopping by. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when Brandon fought shoves. <laughs>